Welcome to the PR in Your Life podcast, episode number eight. This podcast is designed to help age 40 plus athletes live their best life. On this episode, we're going to talk all about personal training with our guest, Ben Doberstein. We'll talk about how a personal trainer can be of help regardless of where you are on your fitness journey. We've got a lot to share, so let's go. Hi, I'm Dr. Libby. And I'm Coach Alex. Welcome to PR in Life podcast, where it's all about thriving, not just surviving as an over 40 athlete. I've been a family practitioner for almost 20 years, and I have been dissatisfied with what medicine has to offer athletes. Now, as a functional medicine doctor, I've teamed up with Alex, a functional health coach, to talk about how to get to the root cause of symptoms. And together, we'll teach you how to make 40 and beyond the best years of your life. How you doing today, Alex? I am great. I got my workout done. Life is beautiful outside. Oh my gosh. I have a quick little story to share before we get started because on the podcast, we're all about keeping it real, right? Like we don't have it all figured out and we're just a work in progress, right? So I fell off my treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) Did you record it? (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I was doing this leg workout and I was going back and forth between squatting and doing sprints on the treadmill. And normally I like stop the treadmill and then I restart it. But I've actually learned from you and doing some workouts that were like, just leave the thing running and then just hop on, hop off. Right. So I did that. (laughs) Never done that before at my own house. And I went for like the third time I was getting on there and I was fatigued and I was just kind of rushing from the squats. And I just like stepped on it as if it was stopped. And I came flying off the back of it. My left leg is all like oh, carpet no. burned. Oh no. It's I'm lucky I didn't get hurt worse. I mean it was it's just three little abrasions, but it it kind of hurts, but it was I bet that scared you. Yeah. Luckily I was down there by myself. No one saw it. I was like, oh my gosh. And I immediately was like, you know, like duh, Libby. But yeah, so that was my morning. But but on the plus I still, side, still finished my workout though. You are functionally fit and yeah. you could have got yourself up. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I've fallen and I could get up. Yes. So. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm excited we're having a guest today, yes. Ben. And um, I was thinking about when I first met Ben and I think you've known him longer than I have, but I first met him at Long Road CrossFit. I'd started there about three years ago, 2017, the summer of 2017. And Ben was a trainer there. And that's when I met him for the first time. And, um, you know, my initial impression was this guy is funny. He's kind of goofy, but he's a wealth of knowledge yes. about form and fitness and nutrition. And I've learned a ton from Ben over the years. And so I'm excited to have him share some of that knowledge with us today. When did you first meet him? Um, it was Wow, a long time ago. We were both um, trainers at the fitness cellar. And um, I remember hearing about him because I was coaching a high school track spinning group. And they were talking about this guy, Ben. And I was mm-hmm. like, who's this guy, Ben? <laughs> and then, so that was the first time I, I came across Ben. And then um, a couple years after that, I was swimming at the Urbana Y. And he walks in, and he's their new aquatic director. 
And then fast forward, and then we met up again at Long Road CrossFit. Okay. And I had never, same thing, appreciated how much Ben knew until I did some um, personal Olympic lifting training with Ben and was blown away. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Ben. You have so much to offer. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. Yes. Yeah, so I was blown away by his wealth and knowledge of strength and conditioning and Olympic, li- just everything. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So with that, welcome, Ben. Thanks for coming yes. today. Thanks for having me. Excited. <laughs> yeah. You build me up. Appreciate it. <laughs> now, you can't let anybody down. You got to live up to the, to the um, introduction, right? So absolutely. Yeah. So... So tell us how you got started. Like, what was your beginning of your fitness journey? Uh, well, I played basketball, okay. obviously. Yeah? Know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how tall are you? 6'8". Okay. Yeah. 6'8", yeah. obviously. Yeah. So um, playing basketball, it's always like, how do you get better? Yeah. You know? So um, when I was in high school, the internet really wasn't a thing. So yeah. it was kind of like figure out or read magazines. Mm-hmm. But none of the magazines were like performance-based. It was all uh, appearance-based. Okay. So um, I got into performance training uh, probably about junior in high school. Okay. And I just – it was all to get better at basketball. Um, so it was just exercising for training, off-season mm-hmm. training really, and a little bit of in-season training. And you were just kind of figuring it out on your own. You're like reading well, magazines I and had, like it w- the college the, where I grew up. There was like some people I would work with. It would, and that one then it was just like find the strongest person and try to train with them. Mm-hmm. You know, because there wasn't like theory and all that stuff accessible. Um, so then I, it was just training to get good, really. Um, and then go to college. Went to college at Wittenberg first two years. Um, Realized that the major I was in wasn't what I wanted to do with my life. Okay. Um, That's pretty common, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after two years, though, most people figure it after the first year. I didn't <laughs> nah. get into after nah. two. Um, and then I was like, well, what am I going to do with my life? And I, uh, at that point, it had switched over to the appearance training. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm really into the understanding the body. And it kind of turned into like, okay, so... What do I do? What is what? What can I do with my life and still incorporate the human body and its functionality? And I was like, I can't become a doctor now. It's a little too late. <laughs> so, <laughs> Unless you get like four know, point know, that I, first I, two years, yeah. Which I didn't. <laughs> um, so it was like, well, I don't want to go to school for another ten years. So and that would put me in for twelve years of school. So I was like, well, and I started bouncing around, and exercise science came up at one of the colleges in Ohio, and I was like, well should give that a shot mm-hmm. and that kind of turned into um it was mostly like just understanding the body biomechanics and all that thing mm-hmm. and then kind of the last two semesters kind of split um there was a couple courses that like aimed at personal training and then like a course or two that was aimed at uh strength training and performance and i kind of i was torn at that point because i like i liked them both right but it's kind of hard to do both at the same time. Um, so I went the personal training route, still really liking the performance route. Graduated, moved here. Yeah. And then fitness seller, and that's where we got yeah, it. That's how yeah. I kind of... Um, so once you picked that, like once you chose that as your major, that's been kind of your passion and your love yeah, ever since. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's so hard. I mean, I think when we start college, you don't... 
Nobody knows. What Nobody that. knows. I mean, no. you're you're young. You've not been exposed to so many things. It takes some right. time to figure it out. But what I always found fascinating about the human body was it seems like we should. It seems like it should be so easy because, like, you've got a cheat sheet, right? You've got your body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's not that easy. But it is fascinating. My oldest daughter is super fascinated with the body. She's been during yeah. this quarantine time. School hasn't been that much because she could get that done pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So she's been studying the human heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's been like researching it and drawing pictures mm-hmm. and like, you know, just On learning about it. On top of organizing your house? Yeah. I, she's, wow. She's an interesting kid, that's for sure. But yeah. But so you've always just found it to be yeah, really I, um, interesting. I remember when I was a kid, we got a computer that had Windows 95. <laughs> And then there was this extra disc that came with it. It was called How My Body Works. Mm-hmm. And it was like this very basic interactive. And it was like, it was very weird. Like mm-hmm. looking at it now, it was like almost like a mortuary. It was like this very dimly lit room and you could just click on things and it would take you through like computerized, like it would take you through the blood path. Mm-hmm. You know, So it would take you like from the heart to the lungs, lung to the body, back to the heart. And then it would, like, you could go through different body systems. And I would just mess with it for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my parents didn't care at that point because it was uh, it was educational as most computer stuff was then. Right. Um, yeah. And it kind of just, I would, I was just, I liked it. I, yeah. It was, it was hard to explain, especially back then. Um, so that, that kind of started it. But then I kind of went away from focusing on that and. I thought I was going to be a physicist for a while, so really, yeah, that was my original major was physics. Okay, physics. Oh yeah. my gosh, and so that's I'm, pretty hard because you were pretty involved in basketball. Yeah, and I'm. And I remember just one time uh, there was like the alumni game, and they brought back all the old basketball players, and they're like business, finance, statistics, econ- economics, and then they're like, Ben, physics, and I'm like, <laughs> hmm, I don't quite fit in. Well, physics is it's hard. Yeah, I, I, that's why I'm not in it anymore. Yeah, it's super hard. I had yeah. to take a year of physics for pre-med. And I'm, I'm kind of a math person, but like the whole visual aspect of that physics was kind of hard for me. And I mean, I got through it pretty good, but I don't think I would have wanted to take subsequent years of it. <laughs> One year was enough for yeah, sure. So. Algebra was plenty for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh yep. gosh! So yeah, so basically, you've been a trainer since college. Yeah, I uh, my first job actually was at the fitness cellar, which was the end of 2010. Okay. Which was when, just like three days after I graduated, I had already I had, Sarah lived here already. Okay. Um, so I knew I was going to end up moving here. So I like as I was approaching graduation, I did like the whole apply for job thing. Right. So I was like. I was done one day, moved in the next. I took like two days off, and then I started started training like right before Christmas. No rest for you. <laughs> no, I had you got I, bills to pay. Yeah. So now you're still training at Long Road, mm-hmm. and you do some personal training too. Independently, yes. And then, um, and you're teaching now too. Yes. You're busy. Yeah. 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 Plus but, two young kids. Yep. And Sarah, his wonderful wife. Yeah. It just turned six yesterday or two days ago. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's your yeah. oldest. Yes. Right? And then your little little girl, how old is she? Four and a half. Oh, so that's busy. And she's mini Sarah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love a, the Instagram She's stories. a performer. Mm-hmm. She yeah. is a performer. <laughs> They're so cute. Yeah. They are so cute. So, um, so 
So what would you say for someone who's a real beginner athlete um, and somebody who's just wanting to get started with fitness? What are some important reasons that they should work with a, the trainer when they're getting started? I would say to use a personal trainer because they have the why knowledge. You can find stuff out. Like if you were to read a magazine, which like when I was, it was reading magazines, mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily know like, oh, well, you know, uh, Jay Cutler does this, so I might as well do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's a elite level bodybuilder, not a collegiate basketball player, mm-hmm. right? Um, right. So it comes down to you can find stuff on on the internet or online, but you don't necessarily know that that's going to help you uh, perform to what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I'm a, a runner doing a whole bunch of bicep curls, <laughs> is it going <laughs> right. to do me any good exactly right so um having someone to like to say like here are my goals this is what i'm looking for and someone who understands how to get you to those goals is is a pretty big piece exactly Um, i would because there's i mean there's so much stuff out there on these people who claim to be like personal trainers or fitness people that are just doing exercises that look cool Mm -hmm. and people are like oh i could do that or i should do this next time but they don't necessarily know why they're doing it. Right. They're just like, I saw a video and they look good, so I should probably do it. Right. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's the thing. I had this discussion the other day with someone that um, I pay for my coaching, mm-hmm. and they were blown away. And I said, I don't care who you are. You can utilize a trainer. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, just from the beginning of which I think it's so important with anybody getting started is to start with a personal trainer is like you said, you have the knowledge base and you can give them the why of every single movement, why that's important to Mm -hmm. what they're doing. You know, as a runner, we never did strength training. Mm -hmm. I I honestly wouldn't have even known how to have gotten started and Mm -hmm. what to have done and not to have done. And then, um, form, Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. having someone correct your form and tell you the right way to do movements. I mean, I think it's such a, a great path to not getting injury, getting started the right way and not having those bad habits. When you're first starting, you're building those neural pathways, right? So mm-hmm. like if you totally just get started on your own wrong and then you've done it that way for a long time, it's so much harder to kind of recorrect that later on. Whereas if you just learn it correctly to begin with. But okay. So that makes me think. Let's go back to me working with Ben when I was working on my Olympic lift snatching. Mm -hmm. And my snatching technique, because I'd done it wrong for Mm -hmm. so long, Mm -hmm. how many times did you say doing it right? What I remember you saying Um, like a thousand. I think for every rep that you've done wrong, you have to do it 21 times right in order to recorrect it. Okay. So, like, if I've done it wrong a thousand times, I have to do it right 21,000 times to fix. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it'd be so much easier instead of doing it wrong in the beginning. It's so much harder to fix a bad habit than just to start a new one. Absolutely. And that's why I think it's super important at the beginning to to definitely have somebody Mm -hmm. who knows what they're Mm -hmm. doing. And I also think I'll um, kind of like you were saying, too, you have to know where you are are, Mm -hmm. and you have to know where you want to go. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking about Google Maps. Like I love Google Maps. I I know zero about direction. Like I I remember (laughs) Before Google Maps, I would go to Polaris shopping, like probably like twice a year. And I would tell Andy, write down exactly 
how I need to get there <laughs> every mm-hmm. time. <laughs> like I, yeah. And he would write down like exactly what yeah. to do and I would follow it and I would get there. Well, now with Google Maps, it's so nice because I don't have to ask him. I can just put it in my phone. I don't necessarily understand where I'm you. going. It just oh, tells yeah. me. But I think with fitness, like – you need to know where you're starting, but you also need to know what your destination that you're trying to arrive at is. Mm-hmm. And it's for you, you know, you were trying to follow the path of a physique performance or a physique person, mm-hmm. you know, and you're trying to be a, a performance basketball player. Mm-hmm. It wasn't maybe necessarily the same path, um, but you, a personal trainer can certainly help you with mm-hmm. with that, I think, for sure, right? It needs to be efficient, you know, because mm-hmm. you can – Whenever, however you train, you're going to see improvements in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm trying to build muscle, but I'm also trying to get faster my 5K, mm-hmm. I'm going to get slightly faster because I have a higher muscle volume. Mm-hmm. But I could get, I could improve a lot better if I stylized or focused my training on getting faster, not just mm-hmm. appearance building. Right. So it's 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 direction as well right absolutely yeah and deciding i guess which of those two is your most important goal right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because then you shift the focus a little bit and and it's not a one-size-fits-all i think you know it's it's easy to get on the internet and find a plan and be like okay i'm gonna do this but it's that's certainly not personalized to you and what your goals and hopes and dreams and desires are right (laughs) yeah now do you have like a favorite type of client that you like to work with uh no. no people who are i mean when you when you are a personal trainer it, it it's it's borderline therapy you know mm-hmm. because you're not the people like i, I mean i've had uh, hundreds of clients mm-hmm. uh, in my what 10 years mm-hmm. the people that tend to stick around and see the most results are the people you connect with because they believe that the trainer has their best interest, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the people that you can, because when you're training, you, I mean, yes, you count and you, you create the the programs and the exercises for them. But if they have mobility issues, you're not going to put them into an uh, exercise that's going to hurt them, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that creates some trust. And then also you have to be able to interact with that person for, um, that half hour to an hour and a half that mm-hmm. you're spending with them because while they're getting the the physical benefits of exercise a lot of them a lot of them they want to like let their I don't necessarily want to say let their problems out but they talk to you about mm-hmm. things and that helps de-stress as well as the exercise does so mm-hmm. the people who who are are interactive and um, are open really mm-hmm. that are, are willing to try things and don't think that it's a quick process. Mm-hmm. Those are the best. That yes. they understand it's going to take some time. It's just not a five-week thing. Right. Absolutely. Those people. Those and people. the ones that you have for a long time and you build the relationship with mm-hmm. and then you know them and you know, you know, it's probably easier for you because you have the history and you know so much about them already that mm-hmm. you can then take it to the next level, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. I was just talking to one of your clients that you've been with, I think, since you were at the fitness seller. A long time, and mm-hmm. she just loves you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I mean, because you do. You spend like a, a, almost a complete uninterrupted 
two hours with them weekly, mm-hmm. which it, nowadays is unheard of. Exactly. Right. You know, so as long as you you're compatible, mm-hmm. and then then you 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 form a, a trust relationship, and then they believe that what you're telling them to do is is what it is, and it's not just something that I went and found on the internet and said this looks like a good idea for you. Right. You should go ahead and do that. Yeah. I like working with people like that too because you know there's so much like shiny object syndrome out there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like oh okay, this the new today. this looks great, so let me go to that. Like so. Loved working with you, but now I'm going to go do this, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's so much excitement for people in the newness of things sometimes that mm-hmm. people tend to do that. And um, I do like people who are kind of really loyal and committed mm-hmm. and they realize it's a process and it's not a quick fix. And, you know, I don't have a magic vitamin I can give people to kind of all of a sudden make them feel great. It takes It takes some some time and some work and so I love people like that too now do you find out with clients that you work with um that you tell them you know I'd like to work with you three months six months um it's hard to say right in the beginning um because people they have a a false sense of what's attainable in a given time period Mm -hmm. um so I don't like upfront be like, well, to reach your goal, you have to be with me for nine months. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a feeling out process, and if there are people that that don't necessarily have the internal motivation to to stick with it, mm-hmm. you know, that so it's it's a fine line you a fine line you have to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, upfront, I don't necessarily say this is how long it's going to take. You 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 get into where you get comfortable and be like, well, let's reassess our goals realistically this is how long it's going to take you based off of what you've seen in this first three to four weeks you know mm-hmm. and sometimes those results can kind of they can be skewed a little bit based off of the person's previous history mm-hmm. you know if they're a completely sedentary person coming into doing two hours of exercise a week they're going to have a significant change versus mm-hmm. like someone who's relatively active like their job they're they're not completely sedentary you mm-hmm. know they're, they're up and moving um, but they're not on an exercise plan. They may have less drastic results. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and then specific programs don't always work the same way for everybody. So I, I don't try to – it's very hard mm-hmm. um, to say well, this is what your goal is with, with no history mm-hmm. or understanding of the individual how long something will take. Mm-hmm. So right. that, that's, you kind of have to get in there and do it and then adjust yeah, the course as, yeah. you're, as you're going. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you have them set goals usually when they work with you? And uh, they talk do. To them about that? A yeah. lot of them is, is just their ability to, to live, mm-hmm. I think. Um, you know, the one that uh, Alex is talking about, she lives by herself. Mm-hmm. You know, she, her kids are in college. Mm-hmm. She lives at home uh, alone. So part of a lot of her goal is just can I do the things so I don't have to rely on someone else to do them for me? Mm-hmm. Am Which I is strong a great enough? goal. Yeah. yeah. Can I plant flowers in my garden? Can I rake leaves in the fall? Can mm-hmm. I mow my grass? Can I get stuff from the store and walk it up my steps mm-hmm. to the second floor? You know, can I be living alone versus like, oh, I need help calling someone up. Say, can you, you know, move this bag of mulch? into my backyard for me. Right. Or, the dependence that creates right. on other people that, is really that, a lot of a lot of them that's 
a big um a big goal is to just be like i want to be able to do things on my own i think everybody should be able to do a burpee <laughs> every day like i mean i had patients older patients who if they found themselves on the ground if they fell couldn't get up they cannot get up mm-hmm. well and that's actually this client was talking about ben made her do burpees mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she wasn't really excited about it mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't have to be like a super fast but, and it doesn't have to be like 50 yeah. of them but like you should be able to get yourself on the ground and then get back up and get without back any up. assistance without a yeah. chair without another person i think we should all be able i mean yeah but it's it's one of those things if you don't mm-hmm. do that you know, you can get deconditioned. It's a very time. functional. Well, and that's what she's like. Well, Ben made me do them, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they weren't that bad. <laughs> and that's another reason a personal trainer I think is good because, let's face it, I've been working out by myself during COVID, and I'm it's easy to stop. You know, well, I just don't want to do this right now. Yeah, I'm and walk do- away. Yeah, it is easy to stop, and I I'm still doing it, but I probably am not doing. I'm doing more the things I enjoy doing. I'm not pushing myself quite as hard as I would be mm-hmm. pushed when I'm in the group like atmosphere. We and, did yesterday. Yeah, right. That was, yeah. With with you, yeah. I pushed myself hard. But like at home today, it's kind of like, eh, you know, I go a little lighter on the weight mm-hmm. and I go a little slower on the treadmill and it's just not as intense. That's for sure. As and, if you're a trainer. Mm-hmm. 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 But when you've got somebody that you're accountable to and somebody that's like, like this and client wasn't going to go just do burpees on her own, right? She might, but probably not at the <laughs> yeah. pace that I would like. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. Well, and, and I think that is so true is that when you have a personal trainer, you – and this is for anybody, experienced, non-experienced, you're paying for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it because mm-hmm. I'm paying for it. Yes. And I'm accountable because they might ask me, well, how was workout A, B, C, or D? And right. You don't want to be silent and not have an answer. So exactly, there's a, there's this. Some people have this innate accountability to themselves. Like if they set a goal, they can just do it. But a lot of people really need that accountability with somebody else. And money motivates people. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. spending the money, now you're going to like show up and you're going to do mm-hmm. it sometimes. Or they don't want to let like as the personal relationship develops, they don't want to let you down and be like, I didn't do it or yeah. I didn't show up or right. whatever. So, so do you work with you work with them one-on-one mm-hmm. when you're doing personal training. Do you give them, like, workouts to do in between your sessions sometimes, or uh, it just depends on that? Not usually. Mm-hmm. Um, I have in the past, mm-hmm. but that, it, two things come up. One is I have to feel comfortable that they are going to do them as well as they do when I'm watching mm-hmm. or when I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would never give them something that they haven't done a significant amount of times with me just for safety purposes. Sure. Um, and then the other time is most of the people I've worked with, they need the rest day. Mm-hmm. You know, very few people, um, I don't know if it's a societal thing, but like the people who are capable of every day working out and like body part splits to where like you can do something every single day in a row, mm-hmm. they're not getting personal training because mm-hmm. they believe they can do it on themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they find that's the, the shiny work out on the internet, mm-hmm. you know, uh, here's what you do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, take Thursday off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, and then that, that, so I have in the past, but it's not as difficult as it would be. Maybe just like, you know, do some, some burpees or some lunges, some jumping right. rope, something like, pretty basic because yeah. you want to make sure that they're not doing it incorrectly or they're and... 
counteracting their recovery period. You, mm-hmm. know, you don't want to invade your your muscles rebuilding themselves by tearing them down again. Mm-hmm. So it's a that's another touchy area. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's really hard to gauge. Um, a, even moderately experienced people on what to do and how frequently to do it. Mm-hmm. Because the the knowing when to rest is a big thing. Yeah, that's hard for <laughs> It is. It's, it's very hard. Because then you feel bad. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I have to rest today. Right. I should be doing something. I yeah, know. there's kind of this guilt that goes along with it for uh-huh. me sometimes. And then I think, too, I get such endorphins from exercise mm-hmm. that when I don't do it, I don't feel as good. Mm-hmm. And um, I was getting on Andy this weekend. Oh, my gosh. So he's been working out like every day, like hard mm-hmm. workouts. And then he's complaining all the time about how terrible he feels. Yeah. <laughs> and so I said, you know, you should take a rest day. And and he's like, yeah, yeah, maybe I should. And then he's like, I'm going to rest tomorrow. But then I see him down in the gym working out again. And then his buddy finally said, like, I took two rest days and I feel amazing. And so – Andy came up to me and he said, guess what? I'm going to take some rest days because Doug told me I should take some rest days. I was like, like, he's so smart. You should definitely do that. But it is true. I mean, so how much do you think someone should rest? Like somebody who is working. It depends on where you're at. Mm -hmm. I always say whenever I get a new person, every single person asks me, uh, how frequently should I come Mm -hmm. to class or to exercise? And I say, you have to listen. Uh, you, you, unless you're coming off of a current, like long period of exercise, mm-hmm. you don't know how your body's going to react to certain things. Mm-hmm. And I say, if your body says rest, you need to rest. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and, and that's a, a really hard thing because you're like, well, I'm starting this fitness journey. I need to do it every day because right. I want to lose X amount of pounds by this specific day, mm-hmm. which is, and their goals are always way too far reached yes it's like they either want it to happen too soon mm-hmm. or they have a reasonable time period but the number that they're like well i want to lose you know 60 pounds in the next four months right it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> i've had people come into my office um previously and say like i'm doing this diet it's not working and i i saw them like say it's a month later and i'm like you're down four pounds and they're like yeah i know it's not working i'm like a pound a week that's working i mean that's good mm-hmm. you know but i think we want it to be like 20 pounds. i mean and i think part of it is it felt so hard and like so restrictive to lose, weight. To lose yeah. that that it should it felt like it should have been much more but a pound a week is 52 pounds in a year if you keep going right mm-hmm. i mean it's a ton of weight but it just doesn't happen as i think it's it's hard exercise is hard too and so it feels like you should be getting more mm-hmm results than you are and that is frustrating for people that's the media's fault they make it seem like they're that that one pound is not enough right one pound is a big deal right wow you watch the biggest loser and someone only loses seven pounds a week they're like oh right man what a bad week google what a pound of fat looks like and then and then say i just lost a pound (laughs) i mean a pound of fat that's Considerably, yeah. Um, do you talk nutrition with your clients sometimes too? I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm because you know a lot about nutrition. I do, too. but there's like there's handcuffs that come with giving mm. nutritional advice. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio is really tough yeah, when you're on nutrition. when you're independently employed. 
mm-hmm. um, you have a lot more leeway. But um, if you're employed by a gym mm-hmm. and you're not certified to give nutrition advice and you give nutrition advice and something goes wrong, well, you can be liable and it's a it's a it's a long path to go down, but it's oh, this is it, crazy. Yeah, it's 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 so I always and it's bad that I'm admitting this, but I can I always would say I can't tell you what you should eat, mm-hmm. but I can tell you what I would mm-hmm. eat and Absolutely. what I would not eat. Mm-hmm. And then you can choose to do the same thing. You know, what's blowing my mind right here as we're having this conversation. Um, doctors can give all the nutrition advice that they want. Right. I knew nothing about nutrition before I started CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Nothing. But, I, but I'm but i not limited by I can tell you whatever I want. Like I have all the freedom to tell because I've got an yeah. MD, but I know nothing. And I've learned my nutrition from CrossFit, mm-hmm. the level one course, from you, mm-hmm. from Alex, you know, um, yeah. and you guys don't have the ability to tell no. that. I do, but it's just kind of silly because, I mean, doctors are not trained in nutrition at all, mm-hmm. at all. Um, I remember one time talking to you. We had given a little seminar together mm-hmm. at Long Road, and I was – it's one of those, like, aha moments. Like, I always think people's goals are the same as my goals, you mm-hmm. know? Like, and my goal is to – always is to – kind of build muscle and lose fat, which is really hard to do at the same time. Everybody's cool. Yeah. But but it's kind of you gotta almost pick one or the other, right? Because as I've I've been trying to I've trimmed down a little bit during this coronavirus time, but I've noticed my strength is going along with it too. You know? You're losing strength? A little bit, yeah. 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 And I don't know. I mean I haven't been like maxing out any lifts, so maybe Mm -hmm. I don't know for sure, but I feel like I am losing some strength. Oh I have. yeah. 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 And I do. I'm kind of with you. It's hard when I have clients. They're like, just tell me what to eat. Mm-hmm. Can't oh, you write me a nutrition so plan? And I'm like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can suggest. I can give you ideas. Yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. can kind of give you educational stuff of better choices. Mm-hmm. But I cannot yeah. do that. I'm like, Ohio is just it too. The crazy. like eating, like when you, and then you can find this online too. It's like, here's a meal plan. Mm-hmm. 90% of people aren't going to like everything that's on that meal plan. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen them and they're like, you should eat red meat, this and red meat, that. And they're like, eat this and that. And I'm like, the only red meat I like is hamburger. Mm-hmm. And like I like ground red meat. I don't really like, or pot roast. Mm-hmm. I don't like steaks that well. I mean, it's just so like, if it's like eat this, this and this, and I was like, I don't like that. Right. You know, so you can't like, and I'm certain that what I eat if I were to tell you to eat it, you'd be like, I'm not eating canned tuna. Canned mm-hmm. tuna is disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know, so. I eat a lot of canned tuna. I eat a lot of canned tuna. Just I eat a lot that. of eggs. Mm-hmm. A lot of eggs, tuna. Yeah. And rice. chicken. Yeah. Yeah. I love tuna. I Now I'm a little bit freaked out about mercury and tuna, though. <laughs> because all this toxicity stuff, but I do still eat it. And it's, I mean, it's a high quality protein. But you're right. Everybody has different preferences. Mm-hmm. And. Everybody's body's different too. It really, really is. Yeah, they. So. they uh, Sarah's been going through this. She has a, a coach too, mm-hmm. and he's messing with her her fat intake and protein intake. Mm-hmm. And she is like forty five percent carbs, mm-hmm. and then like ten percent fat. 
Okay. And I'm the opposite. I'm like 40% protein mm-hmm. and higher balanced. fat no, and lower carbs. No, balanced okay. carbs. Okay. So my, I'm 40, 30, 30. Got it. But that, I've never done that split before. It's always been higher carb, less protein for me. Okay. Like in everyone that I've ever tried. And then when I flipped it, I saw like instant results. Okay. But as I've found, like certain people succeed in different balances and that takes time. Mm-hmm. There's there's no science that says, well, I know what your split should be. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. And there's no blood test or anything we can do to just tell you that either. Yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it you takes know, trial and error. Really. And that's interesting because I'm going through my nutrition certification and that's kind of what we'll talk a little bit next week is that it's truly trial and error when you're mm-hmm. working with your clients and with yourself because it's, there's no one size fits all. Everything Mm-mm. is bio individual mm-hmm. and it's just time figuring yeah. out what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. It's Yeah. Absolutely. It's, there's no quick, easy answers, Mm-mm. but, um, what I've learned in life is I, I like working. Uh, I don't like figuring out what I'm going to do for my workouts. Like I don't, I don't, I think I know enough that I could figure yeah. that out and do it. But I just, I make so many decisions every day. I don't like making well, a decision about my workout. I just like being told what to do. Yeah. And that's and, what I like. <clears throat> Having a trainer mm-hmm. tell me what to do. Yeah. I like telling you guys what to do. Yeah, exactly. I'm fine with that. But right. I want someone to tell me what to do. Yeah, I like that. And I've, I've learned that. I kind of trust the experts on, in different areas. And I have knowledge and there's there's knowledge on the internet and stuff. And I could certainly pull that all together and write out a little plan for myself. But I like to free up my mind to do other decisions. And I've, I've noticed that in life I've just trusted people in different areas. Like I was thinking about when we built our house a while back. Like the electrician walked through the house with us and asked me where I wanted to have the light switches and the outlets. And I'm like, I have no idea. And, and and then he tells me, he's like, well, if I were you, this is what I'm thinking. And he like kind of thought out loud. And I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense, right? And I trusted his opinion and they're in the right spots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, kind of the same thing with other things in life. It's like you need to have a roadmap of where you're going. You need to know where you want to go mm-hmm. and you need a roadmap and – you know, you can do a lot of research and figure that out on yourself, or you can rely on somebody who already knows that stuff and can yeah. really help you get there. Yeah. I guess kind of going back to if you have a new client, what does that look like? If you had somebody that's never, they've been sedentary forever, what does that look like working with them? Uh, very basic movements. Okay. If I have a person that is sedentary and they come to me and they're like, I've never exercised before. That is, what are the most movements that you're going to do in a day? You're going to mm-hmm. walk somewhere mm-hmm. and you're going to get out of bed mm-hmm. and you're going to sit on some form of a chair. Mm-hmm. So you have to have some form of sit-up type movement. Now that can be moved from difficulty as easy as an assisted sit-up to, you know, a sit like a, a decline sit-up, mm-hmm. which becomes relatively more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, walking up steps, so you're looking at like a step-up or a lunge-type movement, mm-hmm. um, and then squatting to a bench. That's a big one um, because you can't – you literally can't go from a sitting to a standing position. You have to do that at some point during your day. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you can do that without assistance, 
then you can move on to some more specific lower body movements. But I would like to so like, don't pull yourself up. Don't put your hands on your legs, your elbow to sit and stand. Mm -hmm. That's the big one. And then walking up steps, walking down steps and some form of like lifting your hands over your head. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So you just, you, you try to think of what everyone needs to be able to do. Mm -hmm. And then you have to, to figure out how to, to modify it. But sitting and standing, yeah. chair to standing and walking are the, the two biggest things that you focus on right in the beginning. Makes sense. It does. Yeah. Just functional, everyday yeah. life, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, being able to live. Right. You know, that's and, – and then I'm jumping on to – I remember the very first year as a triathlete um, – I had a leg injury, so I couldn't run, so I was just cycling. And I did strength training for the first time ever in my life. And I just did a regular old body pump because I didn't know what to do in a gym, so I joined a body pump class. But even from that, I had the best season I ever had because I finally added strength training mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. And so that's another area that I really wish – you know, triathletes and runners would take advantage of working with a personal trainer of just figuring yes. out what, you know, how you could work with them on making them stronger and less injury prone in mm -hmm. their, because we all get the same injuries. Our neck kills us at the beginning, our back, mm -hmm. you know, just, we're just always constantly doing forward motion. We're not doing anything side to side. I used to be so focused on accumulating the miles. Like I liked logging the miles and mm -hmm. seeing the number of miles go up that I didn't want to take a break from that to do anything strength, strength training. But it took like three injuries to realize, yeah, I guess maybe <laughs> it's kind of important, right? Yeah. <clears throat> the strength yeah. is a pretty important component, strength training for sure. Yeah. Ben, we could just throw so many people your way. Yeah. It's a, it's a balance thing. When you're yeah. talking about logging the miles, if you look at the mechanics of running, mm -hmm. you're predominantly quad and calf. Mm -hmm. So just look at, <clears throat> like, imagine if you only turned left in your car. Yeah. yeah. If you only ever turned left, mm -hmm. your left tires would be worn down and mm -hmm. your right tires wouldn't be. Yep. Much like if I'm only doing things in one specific point of movement i'm only dominating my quads and my calves my hamstrings are weak they're tight yes that forces the back issue because they run up through the pelvic girdle into your spine mm -hmm. right so i'm neglecting my hamstrings it's falling into my back so i am cautious about my back and then that leads into some other stuff so you, mm -hmm. if you're just throttling one muscle group and never balancing the other ones you're going to have injuries because injuries come from an imbalance one side is stronger than the other it creates a weakness or it creates extra pressure on the joints associated with those muscles yeah and then something's got to give yeah. the bone's not going to break unless you have a, a bone disease but yeah. it's usually somewhere in the joint yeah that's going to say you got to figure something out this isn't working mm -hmm. and it's going to if, if you don't listen to those early cues that your body is giving you mm -hmm. <laughs> which yeah most don't yeah most don't because you got you got to keep logging the miles right then your body will eventually force you to because mm -hmm. something will happen where you can't do it any longer you know and i definitely noticed being a runner and then trying to come in to crossfit and then strength training my upper body mm -hmm. is just 
so much weaker than what I can do. It's just not mm-hmm. comparable top to bottom. Well, because yeah. you the amount of time you spent using your legs. Yeah, mm-hmm. you it have never to, did anything. You have to top. balance it out. Right. So if I've spent, you know, well, I'm assume you, if you run for long distances, you're running for hours at a time. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine doing like push-ups and pull-ups for two to three hours. Mm-hmm. Like Andy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I like, it's, yeah. but that's it's it's but it's, it's, it's yeah. balance. It's the balancing act. If I'm right. spending three hours on my legs, I need to spend three hours on my arms or right. my upper body. Right. Yeah, you know, and then balance them back and forth or else we're going to have conditions where there's extreme tightness, pain. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And we do, we see so many of our fellow triathletes broke mm-hmm. and we're just like, oh, and it's, gym. it's so hard because, you know, becomes so much your identity and who you are and your support group and your friend group and the mm-hmm. endorphins. And then when you, you know, when you're curb blind and you can't do anything, that's just really yeah. hard. It was hard for me when I was injured. And, yeah. um, but it goes back to what you said earlier about rest and listening to your body. I mean, you gain your fitness on mm-hmm. your rest days, you mm-hmm. know, and, but yet they're so hard for us. Right. Yeah. And then they too, the thing is, it's, 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 it's hard to, to see or to think that, or you, when you're, doing a distance it's like well the only way i'm going to get better at distance running is by doing distance running mm-hmm. you know it, it's hard to to convince yourself that doing something that's not specifically what you're 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 trying to perform is going to benefit you mm-hmm. it's really really hard to say well if i go in and i'm doing this barbell workout mm-hmm. how is that going to make me how is that going to make my biking time better mm-hmm it's 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 hard to to see that you know mm-hmm. because it's not biking so it's not gonna make me better at biking right but it does but it, it does. does and that's what I learned that you know the hours that I'm leaning over and I'm in arrow position the stronger my upper body was to be able to hold myself in that position my neck was stronger I didn't have all the neck issues the shoulder issues mm-hmm. wow it was mm-hmm. such a fun season yeah but. Yeah you know, trying to explain to somebody how important you got to balance that. Yeah, absolutely. So do you work with new clients? All the time. If somebody was wanting to find you, how would they, how would they hook up with you? Like how would they contact you? I guess. Uh, well, right now it's word of mouth. I'm not outwardly seeking mm-hmm. new. Um, you'd have to know someone who knows that I do it. Mm-hmm. So like us, yeah. mm-hmm. we could forward you to Ben. Yes, yeah, that's exactly. Pretty, that's pretty much how it is because um my number one job isn't being a personal trainer. Right. It's my secondary passion. Mm-hmm. Sure. Know, is, um, and you're teaching now. I know, yes. Yeah. So, so that's that. my that's my yeah. full time and then it's extra time. So it's it's not like I'm out looking for forty hours of training to do a week. Correct, yes. So I, I it's it's word. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth. Sure. Yeah. So if someone you, listens to this podcast and they're wanting to link up with you, just... my Instagram is where I'm the most visible. Okay, got it. So I shout it out. It's yes. at Benny the Jet. At Benny the Jet. <laughs> so okay, on ben Instagram. Underscore Benny underscore T H A the because Benny the Jet was taken. Okay, oh, gotcha. say that again so at Benny B E N N Y underscore T H A underscore J E T. Got it. Got it. So or you can comment below on our blog um, on the website and we'll get you to him too (laughs) okay since we are talking about master athletes just one last you know we're talking us old people yes is it ever too old 
to start? Strength training? Yeah. Never. And tell us why. I because we it kind of hit that that functionality thing. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's two ways of looking at it. Is you want to be self sufficient for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone envisions themselves having to be taken care of at mm-hmm. the end. No one's like, well. My goal is to go into a retirement home and have someone wheel me around and feed me and help me go to the bathroom. Right. It's my goal is I'm going to live self-sufficiently as long as possible. So that's the one route. And then the other route is how long can I maintain performing, which is the athlete side of it. Mm -hmm. So how long can I stay competitive? Not just doing it for fun or at a leisurely pace, but how long can I stay competitive? As you do that, you have to have advice to say, you should probably scale back the amount you're doing because you're breaking down too quickly. Mm-hmm. And or you're not giving yourself enough recovery time, you know, because mm-hmm. as we age, we lose muscle mass and recovery time takes longer. So <clears throat> having another mind in there to help you um, kind of say, you know, let's do this today so you can have some extra recovery. Let's build some strength because as we age, we lose muscle mass mm-hmm. up to, what do they say, 10% a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so maintaining your strength without killing yourself, logging miles and time, mm-hmm. you know, is going to lengthen the time that you can stay competitive. You know, if you're not running your – think of it like a car, mm-hmm. right? I can have a car and I can drive it every day, you know, to Columbus and back, let's say. Mm -hmm. That's going to put up to 150 miles on your car a day. Mm -hmm. If you do that every single day and you never like leave it parked like on the weekend or just take it to the store and back, you're going to have 100,000 miles on it in less than two years, Mm -hmm. right? But if you leave it parked and you maybe take it somewhere to the store and back, and you don't go to Columbus every single day, mm-hmm. you're going to have it for longer. Mm-hmm. And you're not going yeah. to have to do so much maintenance on it and it's not going to break down. Right. So it's, it's looking at that. So it's how can we keep you where you want to be? Mm-hmm. And it's mostly it's just convincing you to, to, to scale back mm-hmm. until competition time. Mm-hmm. So less is more sometimes as you're getting older, it, it is, sounds like. It is. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's, it's, it's, if you've looked at any performance type sport or person, you have, age catches up with you and you have to essentially right. retire. And then the ones that take care of incredible care of their bodies last longer. Mm-hmm. So. Makes sense. And I think about that. Like I think about when you try to PR your lifts and CrossFit and it's like, well, it wasn't a PR. It was the same as I did like a year ago. It's actually kind of a PR because if you're a year yeah. older yeah. and you're mm-hmm. maintaining it, you, that means you're not losing the muscle. I mean, that's that's yeah. good, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So we could talk all day about this stuff. Like, I really could. Um, if you had to give just, like, one takeaway, um, like, one thing you want to leave our listeners with, what, what, what would that be? Uh, in, in, invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the people, they yeah. – they, yeah. they, Pride is a big thing. Ego is a big thing. And they're like, well, I've been doing it long enough. Nobody can tell me, you know, what I don't already know. Yeah. Um, But there's 
only one person who's the smartest in the world. There's only the, the best at any one given thing in the world. And, mm-hmm. and likely it's not you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, I mean, that's, there's what, seven billion people in this world. Yeah. The likelihood that someone is out there that knows more than you about what you think you know a lot about mm-hmm. is very high. Mm-hmm. So learning from other people is going to help you in the long run. Absolutely. I that's 100% what I would say. That's, that's investing yeah. in yourself, whether it's learning from them and taking it and applying it to yourself or getting a trainer, getting a coach, yeah. getting someone to tell you because they've, and a lot of the times um, the the coaches, the greatly great ones aren't learned. They weren't a player or a great player. They were, or a great performer. Mm-hmm. They learned through other ways and they've, like John Wooden, for mm-hmm. example. John Wooden wasn't a Hall of Fame basketball player. Yes. He became a great coach. Yeah. Phil Jackson, the same. Phil Phil played, mm-hmm. you know. But if you look at like, and then you can go across all the sports. Right. The the really great longtime coaches weren't the best player. Mm-hmm. So if you, like, in a lot of the times, there are good good players who are terrible coaches, and there's good players who are good coaches. Mm-hmm. But um, Sometimes the greatest ones because they weren't. observed, they mm-hmm. watched, they observed, mm-hmm. they soaked it in. Yeah. So there's yeah. always there's always someone, and, and it's a humbling thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to admit. You're like, well, someone out there knows more than I do. Right. And then to say, well, I need to hold back what I know and what works for me, and listen to someone else. That's a very it's a it's experience, but it's very beneficial, especially if you can allow yourself to learn from someone else. Absolutely. And well, it's sometimes hard to look at your like I can look at somebody else and think, oh, they should be doing this, but to look at your own self, it's it really is. hard. It and so yeah. having somebody else, mm-hmm. I think, can be really helpful in that mm-hmm. regard too. Well, Absolutely. and I'm thinking about what you said earlier that you've worked with over a hundred people. Easily. That alone experience of trial and error that mm-hmm. you've worked with every single client mm-hmm. gives you so much more knowledge mm-hmm. of working with, you know, say me and being able to tell me, you know what, I've seen this. I I kind of know what works, what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And that one hundred percent applies that you know more than I do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We mm-hmm. all know so, we all have our things that we know the most more about than other people, mm-hmm. right? And, um, you know, you're right, putting the ego aside and being like, I don't I mean, know everything the, about really everything. That's really the hardest thing to do. Yeah. Well, it really is. And I can honestly say, like they do, the older I get, the less I know. Yeah. I mean, 100%. Mm-hmm. So. And the more okay I am with yes. admitting I don't know it all, yeah. too, for sure. Do you have a takeaway, Alex, from today's talk? I think it's don't be afraid to ask to start. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. so many people are just so afraid to walk into the gym and that's why I'm like mm-hmm. it is scary. If, you're, if you're terrified that's why I'm like get a personal trainer mm-hmm. let them figure that out let them help you with learning how to navigate a gym figure out mm-hmm. correct movements work through machines 100% start with a personal trainer we've all seen those videos on Facebook right where there's someone in the gym like totally doing it wrong that was me I was doing a machine incorrectly for yeah. quite a while and I was yeah. like oh oh my gosh whoopsie. I've seen some pretty like super obvious yes. ones oh, yeah. like for the people who do the leg press downs on the <laughs> assisted pull up machine <laughs> yes. oh my god that drives yes, me insane that was so funny so actually I saw somebody do they that they do that at Planet yes. Fitness all, all the time oh, I saw them over there that's doing it that's the people on the internet are like yes. look what I can do. Yeah. Why are you doing that? I watched I him. I watched I saw him a person one on day. The internet right. I, did I wanted too. to be like them. I guess my takeaway would be you have to know 
where you're wanting to go. Mm-hmm. And you need to know. I mean, like on Google Maps, I need to put in my starting destination and my finished destination, mm-hmm. and then I can get a, a pathway there. But so many times we don't know where we're going. <laughs> we don't really know where we're at, and we don't really have a good plan. I think a, a guide is really helpful with mm-hmm. personal training, but just almost anything in life that mm-hmm. you're wanting to accomplish. And so yeah. that would be my takeaway. But this has been fun. Yeah. Thank this you has, so much fun. for coming and sharing um, all your knowledge with us, Ben. I know we probably just tapped the surface of what you know because um, you know so so much about this stuff but but this has been super helpful i'm sure to our listeners and we will have you back because that was the one thing like trying to narrow down all right we want ben yeah but what are we going to talk about (laughs) exactly so much to talk about i know i know because there is so so much more what are we talking about next week alex next week we're going to talk a little about um nutrition Mm -hmm. and why one size does not fit all Mm -hmm. and you have to look at every single person's has their own story yeah Absolutely. So great. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for joining us and have a great rest of your day. Okay. Thank you, Ben. Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the PRing Life podcast. If you are interested in learning more or would like to work with us, head on over to our website, www.northsidefunctionalmedicine.com. See you next time.